I was thinking this song would be uh, a good one for like it'd be like a time travel song. I'm imagining it's like a time travel song, and the uh, the kids are coming back to their parents, but it's before the parents actually give birth to the kids. So it's like maybe even before the time, even before they're pregnant. It could be during the time they're pregnant or before, but it sounds like this. <clears throat> This is the sound of the people working on construction. This is the sound of the people working on construction. Lots of things are happening, happening, happening. Lots of things are happening today, right now. Lots of things are happening, happening, happening. Lots of things are happening now, now, now. Airplanes, police cars, hammering, hammering. Airplanes, police cars, hammering, hammering. Cars driving by, cars driving by, and the wind, and the wind, and the wind. This is the sound of the people working on construction. And now we take you to an airplane flying through the sky. In other news, a new riff I've been working on. I've been tinkering with. I don't use that word, tinker. But I will now.
Hi, this is Jay Ossing from Twin Peaks The Return. You're listening to Inspirado Projecto. Hey, Daniel. Hey. Hey, it's Kurt with uh, Inspirato Projecto Podcast. Thank you so much for talking with me today. Hey, well, I'm glad to join you. Oh, this is so cool. So um, I signed up with this app called Anchor, and it's like the easiest way to make an app in the world, uh, a, a podcast in the world. It's like the easiest way. And um, up until that point, it was just like, man, it was just like this curiosity how do i actually go about making a podcast what's this thing about the rss feed how do i you know what what's the particulars so then when anchor came out and they said oh look you could just make this podcast right from your phone man i just went hog wild on this thing and um once i found that i could start placing that rss feed in various podcast directories and apps and stuff um that was exciting and that's how i came across podacy fm so thank you for you know creating that that site in the app Now, um, <clears throat> what's your what's your journey in coming about creating, just creating that app? I mean, did you, you know, how did you first get interested in podcasts, for instance? Oh, um, I guess I've been just doing it for a while. I, uh, it's one of the, um, I feel like I've always been thinking about stuff I'm passionate about, and there's something about the audio medium that, um, I don't know, it just... Uh, I connect with the stories people say on it, so it, um, there's something special about it that I, I don't know if I can fully articulate yet, but I've always enjoyed podcasts, I mean, for the last five, six years, and I thought, hey, why don't I build something to help me find out what my, I, I, built, I, I built an app called Podity, and it pretty much, uh, I built it so that I could see what other podcasts my friends were listening to, uh, so that's why I built it. That's brilliant. Oh, I'm glad you like it. Yeah, it's cool how that stuff grows like that, you know, where you just create this thing just for you and your friends. Like, oh, yeah, what are my friends up to? And then it it starts snowballing, and this momentum starts growing and growing, and then your friends like it enough that they pass it on to their friends, and, you know, now here you are. So um, when did you first start? Well, I, I'm always interested in the process of creation. I always love, like, what, what those seeds start as and how they grow throughout the time. So... Um, when you first made it with your friends, for instance, when you made it as a as a as an app just for your friends, did it have the capabilities yet to handle a large amount of people, you know, to be a part of it? Uh, um, um, I mean, uh, I feel like uh, scaling wise, it probably wasn't horribly bad. It could have done. Uh, it definitely has gotten better over time. I, I would say, like, uh, to to even take a step back. I feel like it's a five-year journey. I feel like I couldn't have, and I, 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 I'm sure this is with everyone's creations. And uh, it was cool to communicate with you before about this, but I, like, just the process of this isn't my first app. I don't know if I could have built this as my first app. Um, and so I started building apps around five years ago, and just the process from that point to this point. Uh, I mean, I probably couldn't tell you that five years ago, but looking back on it, how helpful uh, a lot of the things that didn't work out, how helpful all the learnings from that have been just to kind of build this up. Well, <clears throat> I noticed that you, uh, for instance, you have a company called Lighthouse Labs where you teach, you teach, uh, you know, basically, as they say, you teach people how to fish. So you're kind of yeah, teaching them how yeah. to code, huh? Yeah, yeah. I, so it's not my company. I'm, I'm one of the teachers there, uh, but I've definitely been there since. Uh, well, I've been there since the start of us teaching people how to build uh, iOS apps. So it, uh, I, I think it's a pretty good. So I, I live in Canada. Uh, it's the first first boot camp here in Vancouver. Um, but uh, I'm sure in America. Actually, I know in America they have something very similar, which is. Uh, teach someone how to build an app in a pretty short amount of time, around two months, maybe, uh, depending on the program, maybe a bit longer, six months. Wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's intense. The students do like 10 to 12 hour days. Um, but, 
it's fun. It's something I wish I had when I learned to code because I feel like uh, uh, what took me about a year, these students do in uh, two or three months, uh, that learning process happens. It's interesting how that information gets compacted more and more into tinier little segments over time, right? And yeah. so what took of you know, I mean, in a sense, you were an explorer in this sort of unknown territory, you know, you're trying to learn all these crazy stuff and how the connections work and all that stuff. And before you know it, you, you're able to kind of whittle down those little golden nuggets and, uh, you know, and then imagine a bunch of people in your shoes who are doing that same thing. And then they pass that information like, OK, here you go. Here are the golden nuggets. And then that's where everyone else gets to start from. So it's it's such an interesting process how that happens. Uh, yeah, no, I, uh, it's been fun to do something, uh, and, and to be honest, like, uh, policy that I'm working on isn't where I, I want it to be right now. Uh, I feel like uh, around, like, 50 people a day use it, uh, but I, I would like, uh, my goal by the end of this year is to get a thousand people a day to use it. Oh, that's awesome. That is so cool. Well, it's inevitably going to happen, you know. I mean, every once things get momentum and people find a lot of use with it, they start speaking on your behalf. They kind of become your megaphones and, you know, start bringing more and more people into it. So that's that's cool, man. I it's uh I mean, so okay, so let's say for instance when you first had that inception of the idea of I want to build this app, I want to build this app to see what my friends are up to um with what podcast they're listening to between that and when you really got it that very first time working, how long did that take? Oh, uh, hmm. maybe it was longer than I would have thought. I, uh, uh, so uh, since uh, it probably took me about five, six months, which is probably longer than it should have taken. But it was a bit of iterations uh, and just uh, trying on new things. But yeah, it took me five, six months to put it on the App Store and actually show it. Uh, Even that is insane. Well, I mean, to be honest, it's probably not the... If you, like, read, like, the tech startup blogs, they probably tell you to, like, hey, uh, cut down your stuff uh, and build it in a month. But I don't know, there was something... I I just, like, I was like, hey, I want it this way. So I took the time to build it. uh, and it took, yeah, it took me about five, six months to do it. You know, there's one of those great... I fr- also, uh, yeah. I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no, I was just going to say there's that great phrase of, you know, kind of making the art that you want to see in the world, and that sounds exactly what you've been doing here. I mean, I appreciate that. Yeah, it was also, there was also uh, some technical learning as well. It was the first Android app I ever built. So there was definitely moments of frustration and learning, because I was like, oh, what is this Android app? But... Uh, it was it was it was also fun to learn. Uh, uh, I guess I'm uh, for the last five years I've been mainly focused on iOS apps, but I've always been curious about Android apps. So it was a good a good uh, it was a good starting point for building one. Yeah. What was it? What was it that inspired you to start getting into coding things? What? Where, where was that epiphany in your brain where you go, Oh my God, that looks very interesting right now. was around community as well so um, I guess I was uh, it was around five years ago uh, and I wanted to, I worked so I guess I was lucky enough to work at a Vancouver tech company I don't have a, a computer science degree or something I have a biochem degree I, I just went to school did some biochem but I I uh, didn't really enjoy it I mean it was useful in terms like it teaches you skills that actually apply to development like you learn how to have a scientific approach to stuff, which is useful in uh, all walks of life, but also in development. Uh, but um, uh, I was lucky enough to, I mean, I started as a, uh, well, I mean, I started working for free for this local startup, and then they liked me, and then they hired me, and then uh, I got to hang around developers and see what they did, and then I kind of wanted to build my own thing. Uh, because I came, I, I was playing a lot more sports back then. I still do. I still really enjoy uh, just getting out uh, and meeting, you know, people new to the city. So, I, like, you know, so um, I love pickup sports, and you know, you just beat a random bunch of people when you do that. And it's normally, 
it's uh, in Vancouver. It's uh, it feels like a cool community. Like I just went this weekend to the same thing that inspired. So five years ago, this uh, I just randomly walked into the park. I met these like five guys just playing football. Uh, and so I went, uh, I, I don't go as often nowadays, but last, uh, like last Saturday I went, uh, and the community is still there. It's uh, the people going to the park and now it was, I feel like it was almost like 15 people. Uh, so just a group of people getting together over sports, but you know, hanging out, having fun on a weekend. So, uh, I, uh, so my first step was I wanted to, uh, take that and make people help people discover, uh, uh, so like I randomly just walked by that and saw that and saw that they were welcoming but I wanted to build an app so no matter where in the world around you people were playing sports you could see like they were welcoming and that's awesome out. dude yeah. brilliant that's an awesome idea well, great way to build communities that's so kick-ass because you know you might got some guy who's who's got a brand new soccer ball and he's like oh man if only I had a team you know someone to play with right now in the yeah. park and to be able to kind of magnetize those people together how kick-ass is that dude that's brilliant it was fun but I, I so there was like super highs it was my first staff it was super hard uh, it, and it took me a year. It took me a year to do something that wasn't, I mean, I got the bare minimum out, uh, but it was super frustrating because, uh, my skill level at that time, the stuff I wanted to do, it was frustrating to hear people be like, Oh, cool. It's uh, cool. But you need to add this thing. And it was just so heartbreaking. That I was like, I, I, I don't know how to do that. Like, how do I, you know, and, and, you know, like a part of it was, the technical, but part of it was just like, uh, I was a bit overwhelmed with uh, building my first app. Uh, but uh, yeah, so the, the first app was really fun from a, uh, I got uh, I got people together to play some sports, but it, uh, uh, it was, there were times that it was super frustrating because I felt like people asked me to do some things and it was really frustrating to not be able to do it. So, right, because you're sort of learning as you're going along, huh? Yeah. So they were asking you these questions, and you're like, look, I really don't have a frame of reference for what you're asking me right now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, I, 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 uh, like, I'm like, I tried to do that, and the whole app breaks. So oh, I, man. <laughs> yeah. So, so you like, were basically a one-man team on this thing, huh? Uh, yeah, for, for the first app, it was pretty much just me. I mean, I had a friend that helped me design all this stuff, so it made it look a lot better than it was. Uh, but all the coding... Uh, uh, it was me, and you know, there's a, uh, I, I, that was one thing that I was lucky about, because uh, uh, I'm not someone that that reads a ton of stuff. So, around five years ago, people started, uh, I mean, one putting online tutorials, written tutorials, but people started doing YouTube tutorials. So, how to, like, how do you run a basic app? Like, you can go on YouTube, and you know, there's some paid websites. Like, uh, I use something called Team Treehouse, which was thirty dollars a month. Uh, and uh, they put out amazing content, which was, hey, we're going to build, like, Instagram, uh, and we're going to walk you through the whole step of how to build Instagram. Whoa! Yeah. That's so awesome! Like, so it was, like, really helpful, uh, and I feel like if that wasn't around, I, uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I feel like the timing worked out really well for that, because uh, I really needed that for me to be able to feel comfortable. It sounds like what you were saying about Anchor, like, uh, it, it sounds like, hey, Anko came out at a perfect time for you to just have enough that you could do without, yeah, yeah without yeah. being overwhelmed by some of the RSS stuff. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It was like, are you I, kidding me? Like you're doing, you're setting this whole thing up for me. All I got to do is hit record, and now I can start making a podcast. Are you kidding me? Like this is actually yeah. a possibility. I only dreamed yeah. of this could happen one day. I'd be so curious. So, like, one awesome thing we're working about in the in building a podcast app. Uh, uh, I'd be curious to know what, uh, like, so what do you, what do you think about RSS feeds? What do you think they do? Uh, or do you, do you feel like you have an understanding of what it does? <laughs> I, I'm, you know, uh, I am just barely scratching the surface of what this stuff means. Like, uh, uh, I, I'm not like a technological guy, so I'm, uh, you know, kind of doing a little research here. Okay. What does this mean? What does that mean? So once, so it, all I know about the RSS feed is, is that it's something you can subscribe to. Um, I know people used to be able to subscribe to, uh, blogs, uh, like 
just right there in their bookmarks. Um, and now what it looks like is once once I started making the the podcast on Anchor, then I started learning. Okay, how do I distribute my the the podcast? How do I make it more available? So I started, you know, trying to figure out what does this mean. And then then I'd see a site where it goes well, you know paste your RSS feed here. And I'm like, what the heck? What is that? And then I looked in the anchor app on the desktop version. And then in the settings, sure enough, there's a little thing where there, where it says RSS feed. And I go, Oh my God, that's, that's the gold nugget I need. So it was like, it was like living a real life video game of sorts. And I'm like, okay, that's what I need. That's the key. So then I went to the other sites and I'm like, bling, you know, plugging it in there. So that's, that's all I know about the RSS feed is that it's somehow taking, it's connecting what's going on, uh, that's in that reservoir of knowledge on the Anchor app, and uh, and being able to sort of make a tentacle, uh, uh, an umbilical cord to another website or app that can then share that information. Right? I mean, that's all I kind of know. Yeah, no, that that's it. But I uh, so uh, I uh, I didn't realize this when I got into building policy, but uh, I've been so impressed, uh, and I feel like I want to write about this or and, and definitely talk about this right now. But I've been so impressed by the tech behind podcasting. And in my, uh, the, the reason I say that is because it's uh, it's so cool to see from a tech perspective. So what I really like about the podcasting medium is, so uh, if you take video like YouTube, the thing about YouTube is YouTube owns all that content. The cool thing about podcasting is Apple doesn't own this. Uh, <laughs> Right, right. So, like, most people yeah. consume all their podcasts on the Apple Player, you know, or there's an Android equivalent Pocket Cast. There's all these top players, but it it's uh, it's almost like uh, someone built this idea that no matter who uploads the content, in your case, it's it's Anchor, uh, and they just use this RSS feed as a way to communicate between apps. But it, it doesn't matter. Like, you own your content. Anchor hosts it. Uh, anyone can host it, and anyone can be the player. So uh, we built this system that uh, I would say, like you know, one of the problems when you have Netflix or YouTube is it's that one app, and they get to say what that like Netflix and YouTube is. But one of the awesome things about podcasting is I can build an app that says, "Oh, hey, I'm going to help you discover what your friends are listening to on their apps." You know, so Ooh, like yeah. Yeah, so it's it's something unique to podcasting that, you know, if you try to build something like this for YouTube, YouTube could just say, oh, hey, by the way, uh, we're not giving you their equivalent of the RSS feed, or, the, you know, they'll block that RSS feed for you. Or, uh, But podcasting is really cool because it's so open, and anyone can build on top of this tech. Oh my gosh. What's so exciting to me is that it makes every like a pod every single podcaster is their own mobile radio station. So no matter where they're going, their radio station is right there with them. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's totally like the digital evolution of radio, right? Cuz you can it's radio, but it's so much easier cuz you don't have to buy that uh, uh FM radio band or AM band and I don't have to be close to you and I don't need to listen to you at the exact same time. I can download it and listen to it later. Uh, but yeah, like I, I, I wonder, I, I, I've asked this to my friends because I've been thinking about what, like how come I am so interested in podcasts? I wonder if 50 years ago I would have loved the radio. Wow, um, right, like back when all they had was just like, you know, and tonight's program we have the shadow, right? Like that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, radio dramas and stuff, man. I just love see that's ever since I was a little kid, I always loved the idea of what what's going on. Um, um, uh, like that idea that you can make an audio out there, and people don't know whether it's real or whether it's something you're invented. Like the Orson Welles with uh, War of the Worlds. And once I realized that, once I heard the story of how he did that on the radio, where he was just simply reading, you know, doing a radio play so to speak with no commercial interruptions and then people plug in and they're like wait is there an alien invasion you know and it's, it gets everyone crazy that is always you know that kind of stuff is always fascinated to me uh, fascinated me and uh so it was always like a dream to kind of do radio because then i could play with the audio medium i could play you know the songs i wanted to do i could do um um interview on the street interviews you know that that kind of fun stuff and now to be able to have something like this where you're not paying for airtime that's what's so crazy to me like it's just free 
free airspace. It's beautiful. <laughs> Did you make a conscious effort to do audio or video, or do you like both? Or oh, I love video too. You know that what's so interesting is that. Um, so my podcast, Inspirato Projecto, actually since 2016 has actually, and it's been, it's like a, it's always been a dream. It's always been like a dream of mine to want to actually have my own um, radio show. And I, there was a, out here in Chinatown in Los Angeles, there's a radio show, and I'll have you on there sometime too if you'd like. Um, it's the first and third Monday of every month. And it's the radio station is called K Chung, sixteen thirty a.m. And I get to do whatever I want within that hour. And it's just a dream to go. Oh my God, I'm on the air, you know. And you can actually tune into radio dial. And then they save the archive. And um, so I do that, you know. And so in the meantime, I'm like, oh my God, I got so much information, so so many ideas, so much, so many riffs, so much of what's going on. I need. I do need to get a podcast, and people have been telling me. And then all of a sudden, swoosh, in swoosh is the universe from my buddy Lawrence. He sends me this anchor, you know, thing, and he's like, dude, check this out. As soon as I got that, I go, okay, this is exactly what I needed. This exactly, this arrived at just the right time. <laughs> and so now I can use it to, now I can, oh my gosh, I can introduce the world to so many more people, because that's kind of like the heart of Inspirato Projecto, is bringing awareness to you know, the underground musicians, the underground poets, the people who are just out there creating stuff. That's why this fascinates me with you and Podacy FM is that you're a creator that like, this is your artistic, this is your art form, you know, <laughs> you're painting yeah, no, I, with I, pixels. I and it, it very similarly. Yeah. Like, uh, it is art, uh, to a certain degree. Like there definitely is some science, but there's science to a lot of art. Uh, uh but yeah, no, I, I definitely think of it as a creation. And sometimes uh, I feel like we get the up and down of uh, uh, a whole bunch of um, artists. Like, you know, like it's really sad. I, or, like it's really, like if, if you take six months to do something and that first month it was like, man, no one knows about my app right now. And it's like, oh, it, it's like really frustrating to work right. on something for six months. And then you're like, now what? Like, how do I get people to use it? Oh, my gosh. That must be so interesting. I mean, just imagine what Dr. Frankenstein went through, you know, as he's down in there in his laboratory. <laughs> it reminds me of that kind of thing. Here you're building this monster. You know, no one knows about it. It's in this dark, you know, you're just like you're in your zone. You're just doing this thing. And um, there's so many what ifs that are just flying up there in the sky. And you're going, okay, what if this? What if that? What if this doesn't happen? What if that? And you just don't know. And uh Dude, that must have been so exciting, that moment where it first works. You get the first moments of feedback. Talk about echo. You're getting the echo. You kind of shout your yodelay, hee-hoo. Next thing you know, you got people kind of echoing the feedback, going, hey, this is working. Hey, here's. did you see what I just shared? Or did you see what I'm looking at? Or, you know, it must have been pretty cool. Yeah, no, that's cool to see. So, uh, yeah, uh, so uh, it sounds like you... Uh use the echo oh i guess i yeah i saw your profile you echoed a couple of inspirado uh episodes yeah i wanted to test it out see like what the heck the the ins and outs of it and the settings and i'm still exploring but it's fun to just find you know when you start finding leverage in a brand new kind of thing that you just you know a new world that you're being introduced to and you're like oh okay here's where the safe watering hole is i can drink fresh water here and oh there's a cave to build a hut okay that's that's where i need that and so that's what it kind of felt like as i was going through your app going oh yeah like what's possible what can i you know yeah, yeah. what can i peek around in here uh is there anything obvious that uh you wanted to see uh, well, I, first of all, I just like the, um, I do love that echo aspect. Um, I need to, what I'm realizing is that I need to start listening to more podcasts because, um, up until this point I had not, I had, li- oh, you know what? I listened to a few episodes of Night Vale and, uh, Bang. Comedy Bang Bang. Those, those are the ones <laughs> I had listened to. And I'm like, this is cool. And then, so that was kind of my introduction into, um, uh, podcasts and just thinking, just thinking that, you know, every single person has their own story. Every single person has their own perspective. Um, what might be mundane to them is something completely exciting to someone else. I mean, once I started thinking about that idea of people, uh, like for instance, I got a buddy who would buy the subscription to big brother. Whenever they had the new season, he would buy the subscription so he could watch what they're doing at any time of the day or night on the, on the live feed and go, you know, what are they doing? Yeah, 
it's interesting, right, to think that, okay, if that's what's going on, well, then certainly people must love listening to these podcasts and finding out what's going on in their life. And even if they take a trip to their local zoo or they're going to go, I'm going to go fishing today and you're going to sit in the fishing boat with me while I'm waiting two hours. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, there's something fascinating about that. Say what? Do you do a, a podcast? Oh, my gosh. When I first started, I was doing like three a day. Now I'm doing one a day for sure. Okay. Um, sometimes three a day. Um, but it all depends on how many ideas to come to me and uh, how immediate, you know, how soon I can reach that phone to uh, to record them. This has kind of become my uh, – I have an idea book where I'd write down all my ideas. And so now this has become – I'm treating this the purest form of, of the, uh, uh, the process of creation where – it's you know part stream of consciousness. I catch a lot of synchronicities on there, um, a lot of dreams, a lot of just fringe theories, just the, the most outlandish things. I, I want to introduce that aspect of life, and um, uh, so I'm using this podcast as that as that way to get those ideas down. And they're basically mostly gifts to my future self. They're archives for my future self to take a look at. Uh, have you ever listened to an episode? I mean, I guess you're living the episode, but have you gone back and listened to one? I rarely listen to them. I'll listen to little chunks. That's the beautiful thing about Anchor is that you can actually make segments of your podcast. So I don't, I'm not obligated to make a full, you know, even one hour or five minutes podcast. I can go, okay, here's a 10-minute thing. And then <clears throat> they also provide transitions in there. So you could put like a cool little piano, bloom, 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 and then record your next thing. So I've been kind of pe- talk about Frankenstein, sort of Frankensteining those things together. Um, but I will listen to little segments um, now and again. Um, but uh, I think I need to do that, listen back to that, and just to see what ideas were in my brain and to see which ideas get recycled. That's the other interesting thing too, to see what ideas get recycled. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny. I also keep an uh, idea book. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now, do you find yourself utilizing a lot of those ideas? Do you feel yourself obligated to those ideas that are in that idea book? Oh, um, you know, um, there are phases in my life where I love adding to that. And I feel like I have been added to my idea book in a probably three, four months now. I mean, I, maybe I change it. Like, I feel like uh, I, I used to be very strict about having an idea book. Now I feel like I use, like, the notes app and just add my... I, I feel like, for me, the idea book was I needed to write it down or, I, like, I, I'm, I would forget it and I would feel like I've forgotten something important. Like, I love looking back at that, those ideas and be like, yeah. oh, yeah, that was important. And, yeah. Oh, yeah, like, that... Yeah. Yeah, and then have you have you seen? Okay, okay. So um, this is good. I'm so glad you're bringing this up um, because I'm curious about other people who keep idea books. This is a rare conversation, so this is very exciting for me um, because I feel that those ideas, you know, when you get an inspired idea, an epiphany, a revelation, and you write it down, it's like I feel. Do you feel that you're giving it respect? Like you're going, I I see you. I recognize you. Here's my high five to you. Does it feel like that kind of sacred? kind of thing to you when you write it down uh for sure no i need i like i feel like i needed to write it down mm-hmm. uh it's I, again it's maybe hard for me to articulate why but i was just like no this has to happen uh, <laughs> So then when you look back to those ideas later on, do you go, oh, my God, there's the seed behind the idea of what I'm actually doing right now. I'm living the creation of that, the manifestation of that idea. Yeah, no, it's funny to see how you can forget that you or I mean, for me, uh, I definitely have forgotten some of those things are written down. But to go back and be like, yeah, you know what? Uh, I did value this back in the day. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, and do you see that, like, how that value has grown, where you're going, oh, my God, here's that idea book where, you know, maybe if you write down the the date and you go, whoa, I can actually quantify this, where, you know, 8, 10, 2011, I wrote this idea down for uh, for Podacy, you know, I just had sort of this rare thing, and then, bam, holy moly, I'm living the life right now, and I forgot (laughs) that I had that idea in there. Yeah, no, for, uh, like, uh, 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 I, I think it's, I guess it, uh, part of it is like, I think it's important to take time to reflect. So like, I, I think this is just maybe one simple, fun way for us to reflect. Like these are like fun ideas that we have, uh, or like, I don't know, for me, I have 
I just write down random ideas as well, other than obviously policy stuff. Uh, but uh, it's good to be able to reflect on stuff and look back on what you reflected on. It really is. Now, do you feel an allegiance to those ideas? Like those are your babies and that you feel guilty if you don't do you? give them I, life? I don't know if I do because some of my ideas are bad. Like, uh, like, I'll, like, I'll, like uh, there was a time that I would even just categorize this and be like, oh, this is bad. And then I would write down next to it why it was a bad idea. Oh, my so God. Next time... I might forget why I thought it was a bad idea. Well, you know, it's so funny. There's this saying that, that uh, my buddy and I say within improv, because um, I have an improv background, so we always try to make the best of whatever is right there. And so there's this phrase that um, once you said it to me, I'm like, man, that makes so much sense, is that there's not necessarily bad ideas. I mean, yes, you know, like, um, you know, I don't know, uh, making, making dolphins eat uh, toxic waste. Okay, bad idea. But they're not necessarily bad ideas. They're just unexplored ideas. You know, there are um, sometimes it just takes a few stamps of approval for you to go to see other people. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Because it's kind of like putting the wind under the wings of the kite. I kind of view it like it's like, whoosh, it just needs some wind, you know? <laughs> um. Do you okay? So the other the other day I was looking through some uh, an old idea book, old idea book, and I I thought okay, you know what? I, I spontaneously thought about this while I was what, podcasting about a different a different thing, and I thought you know what everybody we're gonna go read one of my old idea books. We're gonna just take a look. And as I was reading through there, all of a sudden there's a little idea on there. I was reading through the ideas and I'll comment about them and kind of reminisce about them. One of them I came across and says, make content for cell phones. And I go, wait, make content for cell phones? In a sense, I'm doing that right now. Holy cow, I'm living the dream. <laughs> I'm doing it. You know, like I just, I just, that, that epiphany was like, Bow! you know, this lightning bolt struck the antenna. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, yeah, one awesome thing was like, I feel like uh, you can, uh, uh, I, I also, I'll tell you one personal thing for mine. Like I, I remember... I uh, um, uh, I was thinking that, uh, and I'm sure I wrote this down. Uh, actually, I, I'm almost positive I did, but that I wanted to be a teacher. So this was before I started teaching. Incredible. I wanted to teach. I just didn't know what I could teach. You, you know, like like wow. I know I'd love this, but I like what like what can I possibly teach? Wow. Like, or like I don't. And then like I learned to build an app, and then. It was early enough that people like were were wanting to because I started early. People were like, "Oh, how did you do it?" And then they wanted to hear, you know, learn from how I did it. That is incredible. You know, it's so crazy because I like I just I just love the idea of uh, manifestation of reality and you know uh, t and uh, valuing our imaginations because th those things in our imagination that we highly you know send electricity to, so to speak, are the things that manifest in our reality in various disguises and camouflages. I I like to play with that kind of. Um, reality experience. And so I think like these examples uh, of us just talk about our idea books where we see at that time, we did not know how it was going to happen. However, we, we just like an idea catcher uh, or a dream catcher, you know, like they hang over beds when you're going to sleep at night, just like one of those, you went, Zip! I got you. I got your back. I see you. I high five you. I see you. You know, and you go, all right, here, we're putting you down in the book. And little did you realize that the universe would take that ball and run with it. And you didn't know in what direction or how it would echo back to you. But in it comes swooping back in. You're going, wait a second. I accidentally just became a teacher. How the heck? What? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it, it, and sometimes you, like, you can know pieces of the puzzle, but it's hard to... Only and sometimes it just makes so much sense when you look back on it. And yeah. Like, oh yeah, I always did want to teach. Like I look, I wrote it right there. I just was like, oh yeah, you know what? I guess I could teach this thing that I now do. Man, that I isn't. I didn't know you could teach it. Like you know, right? Like I, I never heard of boot camps before, so I, it just never occurred to me that I could. Even though I knew I wanted to teach, I thought maybe I'd have to teach high school or something. Now, what are some of you're talking about? You got your idea book, certainly. Um... 
for someone as creative as you, because like I said earlier, you know, like what you're doing is you're 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 painting, you know, you're paint you're 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 painting colors uh, with uh, bytes and 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 pixels and and digital, you know, things um, things I can't even wrap my mind around, or you haven't I don't have the uh, inventory of jargon in my brain to even describe, but you know, all these little things, the textures, the nuances. Um, I can imagine that sort of bleeding outwards also into other endeavors. Now, do you, what other ideas that you have that you might like to do? Would you like to get into cartoons? Would you like to get into video games, uh, movies, you know, uh, making music, for instance? It's funny you say that. So, uh, so I, I definitely, uh, so I, I used to, um, um, I come from, so I'm Indian. Uh, I come from the south of India. Uh, and the south of India has one u- unique thing that uh, we don't have in the rest of India, which is we have a big Christian population. So uh, uh, I grew up um, in a family that was, uh, uh, you know, very focused on Christianity and stuff like that. I mean, I probably haven't continued that uh, as I've grown up, but because it was so uh, important in my childhood, I played. Uh, I played. Uh, instruments. So I played the guitar in the local worship band and stuff like that. So music has been a big part of my life. And, you know, uh, a big part of it is because of uh, the religious upbringing of how we grew up. Um, uh, but uh, lately, uh, so music is uh, a part of my life. Uh, but sadly, I, I don't actually pick up my guitar as much as I uh, used to. Uh, but uh, I've been thinking about how important film uh, and TV is in our lives lately. Then just, I, I wonder how, if I've just been watching good TV and just, uh, I feel like um, sometimes uh, I am so impressed by how if you write a good story, I get, you know, this could be TV, this could be podcasts, but uh, how you can change someone's perspective or viewpoint. Like I, like for me, watching some—I uh, was just watching some TV shows—and like I feel like I've changed my opinion on that based on uh, the fictional story this person was saying. It's astounding how that works. You know, some of the great hypnotists—they say that the way that you you really actually hypnotize people is within their imagination, is within you know. So the easiest way that you can actually deliver a message to people is through a medium that is taken as a playful nature. So um, that's why there can be so much great subversive stuff going on in movies or TV shows with someone who really wants to deliver a message. And they that's why like science fiction is so kick-ass because someone like um, George Orwell can kind of go, okay, I see what's going on here. Let's disguise it in a science fiction book. You know, <laughs> let's disguise what I see what's going on and go, let's hide it in the science fiction or like the, the movie They Live, you know, so they go, okay, here's what's going on, but let's, let's wrap it up within sort of a fun science fiction, you know, thriller <laughs> and it is interesting how that can happen it's really intriguing how like for instance i i uh, just saw the latest episode of westworld and i'm like oh my god this is incredible when you add the music to it when you got those the imagery and the drama you could be like whoa man you're hitting me right in the heart here this is crazy how this can be done right uh, it's so amazing and the same like, wait so so you seem like music i i listen to uh couple podcasts. Oh, cool. Uh, so it seems like you're a musician. Uh, it sounds like you like to do a bunch of things. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just, I just love, um, so, um, I have two, okay, so I act, um, and I have two more days of shooting this horror film called Black Pumpkin, which we're going to do, uh, on the 19th and 20th. And also I'm in a, a yacht rock band called Yachtly Crew. And, um, we've, we've, Okay, so Yacht Rock, you know, it's interesting. It's this this um, genre that has been sort of slowly climbing through through the years. It started with a video series called Yacht Rock about 10 years ago, and it was all about, um, the title of it was Yacht Rock, and it was about the stories of Kenny Loggins and Michael McDonald and Hall and & Oates and all those guys that sort of play soft rock songs. And so it started out with, you know, like the untold story. And so you'd see like, you know, a big showdown between Hall and & Oates versus Kenny Loggins and Michael McDonald in the alley. And oh yeah, and they beat each other up. And you know, how dare you steal my riff? And so 
it started out with that, and then uh, then there was a couple of bands that would start playing that genre of music, and they would just kind of call it, okay, we're playing yacht rock. And so it was uh, uh, in homage, so to speak, to those to the uh, to the, those videos. So then, little by little, more and more of these bands started growing uh, through the years. And Yachtly Crew is one of those where we play Hall and Oates, we play Steely Dan, all the love songs of the '70s and '80s, all the great. Oh man, it's just amazing. I I underestimated soft rock and love songs until I got in this band. Oh my God, when you're playing love songs to these people, because a lot of these songs, it's crazy because I realize a lot of these songs are done by bands that either A, are not touring any longer, or B, that maybe they were just, they only had one hit, so, and then, and they, they rarely ever play that, so you rarely ever hear these songs live, so when you, when you kind of attach all these horses, I, I get this visual of, like, a bunch of horses on a carriage, and all those horses are these, like, really just powerhouse, uh, songs that that really tugged on the heartstrings back in the day and you go hiya hiya <laughs> and that thing kind of takes you off and holy moly people are it's just melting the hearts and exploding the minds oh, i mean it's I just it. I feel, i'm glad you told me the name uh because I, I i think i really like it i just didn't know that this existed oh it's crazy because now there's Yacht Rock Radio on xm radio and uh, there might even be a spotify channel at this point oh. I'm checking it out. Oh, no, it is. Uh, I listen to the Vancouverite equivalent of that. We have a station here, which, uh, which, I mean, I don't, I don't listen to the radio very often. But uh, when I used to drive more uh, at night, uh, they would play the best music. It would be like smooth driving in the night, dark and soft. It, I, I mean, I'm saying soft rock because that's what I thought of it back at the time, uh, and I wonder. if, I don't, actually, how would you describe the difference between yacht rock and soft rock? Well, you know, I think the thing is, is that, um, okay, so if you ask the originators of yacht rock, because those guys are out there, they, they, they like, you know, in a sense, since they kind of made up the genre name, they kind of give the big stamp of approval on what is yacht rock and what they title nyat rock. So some people go, okay, well, is, you know, um, is Billy Ocean Yacht Rock or is it Nyat Rock? And so they'll go, well, it's 85% Yacht Rock and, you know, whatever, <laughs> you know, so they, they kind of decide what they think is Yacht Rock. So everyone at this point kind of, all Yacht Rock bands, like there's a Yacht Rock band out there called Yacht Rock Review. They'll play Billy Joel. They'll play all kinds of stuff that other people would not consider Yacht Rock. Um, I guess at this point, for us, for Yachtly Crew, we go, Okay, what do we consider Yacht Rock? Well, probably we imagine what would sound good if we were out on an actual yacht. What would f- sound good with the breeze whipping through your eyebrows and the, <laughs> you know, the taste of pina colada in your taste buds? And, you know, what would go well with that? So we'd kind of try to base it on that sort of party, like Jimmy Buffett, even though we don't play any Jimmy Buffett, but that kind of vibe, you know, where you could kind of... Yeah. The, you can visualize the ha- the Hawaiian shirts out there, the the coconut cocktails, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. Okay, I got you. Um, but oh man, it's so much fun, and um, we we finally actually played our first yacht um, at this woman's fortieth birthday party, and it was great. Oh my god, it was so fun to actually play yacht rock music on a yacht out there while we were going out there in the in the in the water. Oh, it was just beautiful. Oh man. It was so fun. So yeah, if you um, what what uh, what area are you? Oh, so you're in Canada, right? You were saying? Yeah, Canada West Coast though. So we're kind of similar, uh, like in the similar area. Yeah. Gosh. I hope I one day get to come out to LA. Oh man, yes, and also I would really love it for Yachtly Crew to go on like a world tour oh. and we can make it out there because that would just oh. be so fun too. Yeah, we're uh, not that far away. Uh, we're just right above Seattle. Oh wow, that's great. We did our first show out in uh, Denver um, a few months ago. It was our very first time go- going out to another state, and it was surprising. We showed up there, and it was actually sold out. And I'm like, holy cow, how do these people know of our band? And <laughs> how is this happening? It's it's amazing. And I think that just by way that things are going, I think that it's inevitable that we'll end up out there. Now, you say that you used to play guitar. Do you still Do you still have your guitar? I do, yeah. Do you have your own podcast? Do I have my own podcast? I don't. Holy cow. Uh, you I need to get your own podcast. You got so much information that the populace needs to hear. I, I feel like I, 
I don't know if I actually. I'm, I feel like I don't think I can do what you do, or it seemed like. Uh, are a lot of you, I don't think I'd ever enjoy doing this for my personal because uh, I feel like I'd get nervous and I wouldn't like it. Is doing a podcast by myself. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I feel like I want to bounce it off people. Yeah, it is great. It does when you got another mind there. You know, you got so much information to, to just immediately pull from. And I'll tell you, I mean, just like, you know, think about this. Like, if there are people who are tuning into, you know, because there are like, like a lot of those live streams that are going out there in the world. And, and if they have live streams to where it's just pointing at Times Square or at birds, you know, if, if there are people who tune into that kind of thing, just think that there are people who are tuning to all kinds of things. So what I'm getting at is even if you were to uh, record an hour of you coding, you know, and you're just talking out loud, and they just hear your thoughts out loud. You're going, okay, mm-hmm, uh, this code and that code and this thing and that thing, and <laughs> that might be very interesting to another uh, person out there who has no frame of reference for coding, who might want to, you know, go, oh, this is so soothing, so relaxing to just hear this guy speak coding, and or it could also be awesome to another person who is a coder who then listens to that to go, oh my god, that's inspirational. Oh, that's how I could work around this thing that I was having trouble. This guy just provided. Me a key. So there, there is so much value in whatever, you know, all these ideas that we got going on. If we're still reading philosophy by Aristotle and all these astounding um, um, Confucius, all these astounding uh, um, thinkers from way back in the day, and it still, still holds true today. Oh my God, just imagine what kind of possibilities we can unlock for others. I mean, look what you're doing already with your, your app. Um, so I can only imagine what kind of other kinds of fun behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, even if you did a Podacy, holy moly, Podacy FM podcast, you go, okay, here you go, guys. Here's a fun, t- today's 30-second update. Beep, 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 boop. Okay, see you later. You know, <laughs> and there it is. Like, here's a great episode you should check out. What, 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 there's a, what, what, there's an episode I should check out? No, no, I, like, because uh, uh, Podacy is all about discovering podcasts and episodes, so I, I've thought about doing a Podacy podcast where it's like, hey, uh, this is a great episode, like a weekly, this is the top episode this week, check it out. This oh, my is a, God. Yeah. Dude, absolutely, absolutely. And then plus, dude, that's a brilliant idea. That's a brilliant, see right there. That just needs some wind under those wings. That's all it needs. <laughs> that just needs some wind under its wings. It's already flying. I can see it. I can see its future. It's it's phenomenal. And then on top of that, so let's say you make a, let's, let's say for instance you use Anchor, okay? Let's say for instance you download Anchor. What, something you just popped, you said popped into my brain and I want to uh, add on to what you were saying, that that collaborative aspect. One of the things about Anchor, which I love, is that um, you can actually collaborate with other Anchor people. For instance, if you had Anchor and and I had called you through Anchor, this this would be recorded right there immediately into Anchor. They would process it and there it is, already on Anchor. And what Anchor does is they upload it to iTunes, they upload it to like four or five other um, um, uh, directories or apps that they have access to. Um, and like I said, I went hog wild and I found a bunch of others out there. So I could actually email you all those others. And the fun thing about this, you would have a podcast FM, uh, uh, or a, a Podacy FM podcast that would then also be, interestingly enough, advertised on all these other websites too, that could then bring notice to it, which would just be amazing because all of it would just be a great commercial for your app. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like a fractal. No, it's a cool idea. Uh, actually, I mean, I, I, I don't know how much longer I have. I might have to head out soon. But oh, yeah. I'm curious about one thing, or uh, or at least one more thing. Uh, I'm curious your opinion on Twitch. It sounds like you like the idea of streaming and showcasing uh, live stuff. I You know, I've heard about Twitch, and I know very, very little about it. I what oh. What do you know about Twitch? Oh, I mean, uh, well, uh, so you know that Big Brother thing you mentioned? Like, uh, it was showing the behind the scenes every second. Oh, yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, so that's a very, very twitchy kind of thing. So you just upload it on Twitch, and pe- uh, so the difference between YouTube and Twitch is uh, Twitch would, uh, they now allow you to watch it later, but. Uh, at the start, and I think main, the main consumption of it is live. 
So you get a notification when someone else is live and you watch it, um, you watch it like live, you watch that person do it live right there. So you could watch someone feed the birds live in whatever city they're in. You can watch a sunset live with someone else. People watch other people eat food live. Whoa. Uh, I mean, I've been surprised at how big it is. But, you know, one of the awesome things about it that, you know, podcasting unfortunately doesn't have right now, but I, I'm hoping we're going to get it, is uh, they have a good way to pay the people that are uh, producing the content. So people can easily give uh, the person that they're watching, they can give them like uh, 50 cents through like a... Uh, just through like a, you press a button and like some the person you're watching gets this cool sticker, but that sticker is actually worth fifty cents for that person. So, you know, or it could be like five dollars or something like that. Wow. Yeah. Wow, so, that's so interesting. The cool thing is, uh, uh, people on Twitch, uh, Twitch has been good about uh, maybe you know I'm probably not the right person to talk about this because. I don't produce content on Twitch, so probably someone that produces content on Twitch would be able to uh, say uh, give the give you their opinion more. But it sounds like Twitch has been, from my perspective, it seems like Twitch has been good at uh, rewarding people that produce content uh, because people that are watching it can easily uh, give that person some funds to continue doing their art. Wow, that is incredible. That is that is awesome. So now, check it out. I mean, heck, you could even have a Twitch where it's showing you just it's it's just you on your fingers on the t- keyboard <laughs> while you're coding your next yeah. no, project. I, and actually, like I've totally thought of watching other people. Like there've been, I totally have seen people say like, "Oh, hey, watch me build this app." <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, and, and actually, I it, like if you're a good coder, I totally would get stuff from that because it'd be like, oh, that's how they do it. That's totally different than I do that. That's awesome. Wow. It's so intriguing. I love this day and age where people just love to share the information that they've gone out and explored and discovered and sharing it with a populace that's looking for that information to try to unlock a, you know, unlock a door that they can't figure out how to open. Oh, man, I just love it. Yeah, same here. Now, real fast, you were saying something that you're, you're getting more into TV uh, shows and stuff and, and movies and being affected by that. Were you? It sounds to me that you were kind of going somewhere with that, saying that you're kind of maybe. Are you thinking of writing some screenplays or getting some movies going? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how to get into it to be honest. Like I, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, like may, maybe I will write something. Actually, I do enjoy writing. Um, I don't do it as much, but I do enjoy it. Uh, like yeah, like creating an idea. I guess I yeah, I have to think of like what's the what's this big story that I want to tell. But uh, you know, and a lot of it can also be improv too. You know, I mean, a lot of it. You know, this this is something that's popping in my brain. I'm thinking, since you're thinking of getting into into writing and stuff. I mean, holy cow, you could have your own sort of radio drama. You know, quick, even if they're five minute episodes, three minute episodes. You know, tons of collaborators, tons of wonderful storytellers. Even if you go, oh, I kind of have an idea for this. You know, and then you get what your people who likes to write, and they go, oh yeah. You know, and they can collaborate with you on some characters or whatnot, and there you go. And and you you already have this wonderful app that can that you can help you know showcase it on. And um, boy, um, you I, that is something that I I think would be so much fun is to bring that sort of radio drama um, back to life because you can sort of picture anybody in any situation. Um, it's 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 just amazing. It kind of um, lets your imagination do the talking. You know, <laughs> you're listening to this thing and your imagination's going, ah, I see it now. That's cool. It sounds like you're encouraging me to make a podcast. And actually, it's funny. Like uh, a couple other people have told me the same thing in the last couple months. So maybe that's the universe telling me to finally do it. Dude, absolutely it is. You got your own network channel if you think of it that way. Like you got your own we have successfully, this is what I love so much right now is that we have successfully taken the power out of network channels and and anybody who has a foothold on being the monopoly of saying, oh yes, your TV show will go on this channel. Oh yes, your radio uh, show will go on this channel. We've taken all that power away and we have actually become the, the media, which I love. I love. So you got your own network. You've 
successfully made it. You got your own island, you know, <laughs> and you you yeah. just got all these little villages that are sort of populating your island. It's just amazing. Like no one can ever kick me out. Oh man, it's. <laughs> Well, I think it's time. I think it's time. You've got you've got so many people barking at you about making your own podcast. Maybe it's time you're thinking about you know getting to making music. Heck, you can make the music yourself, just fiddling around on your guitar. That's that was the other thing too that I wanted to do with with my podcast was take away the power in my brain. The that whatever that power source that goes oh this thing this thing needs to be perfect before you present it to the public. I take away the power from that thing, and I go okay. You know what? I'm gonna just open up the curtain. I'm gonna show the the populace. Um, what's going on? Maybe people are struggling with creating something so they can actually hear me struggle through creating this thing or, or, or the, the ways in which I kind of improvise my way through it so they can kind of see, oh, okay, here's where it started. Here's where it's going. And then they can go, all right, okay, there we go. This is, oh, very interesting. So by the way of taking that power away and just going, here's a riff, here's a riff, here's a riff. Uh, <laughs> now I give the riff an opportunity. I give it a dance floor to, to sort of like stretch out on, you know, just give it some elbow room. And then on top of that, I now have a record where I can look back on and go, ooh, that's a riff that I can use for a song later on. Um, you know, all, all, it serves so many purposes. So, um you could, uh, you know, turn turn that nervousness into the very subject of the podcast. Even, <laughs> you know, I'd be nervous doing something by myself. Okay, there we go. Bam! There's the subject. I'm I'm nervous doing doing a podcast by myself. Podcast, <laughs> and so I mean that could be the whole podcast. Just you talk about like, okay, this is so strange. I'm the only person here uh, listening to my thoughts, talking about this out loud. Man, it it when you make it the the very source of the power itself, it it takes away all takes away all nervousness. I think it takes away all power of it. Cool. But yeah, I, I I'm looking forward to whatever your podcast is going to be, and I think uh, so is the Potosi FM populace. Oh, I appreciate that. All right, Danny. Well, uh, I'll let you go. It was great talking to you. Thanks for telling me all about your. Uh, all about your journey. This is this is so kick ass. Thanks, Craig. It's been yeah. It was, that was a really fun conversation. Uh, uh, it was good to discover about yourself too. Thank you, man. Well, I'll talk to you. Uh, I'll talk to you later. Take care. All right, take care, my friend. All right, take bye. Care.